the fact that J. Cole has a new album coming out on Friday. Yo. I was just listening to, uh, actually both of them, 2014 Forest Hills Drive and um, KOD today. Did you hear the freestyle that he dropped on Los Angeles? What was it, Power 106? I haven't heard it yet. But everybody been putting it on their, um, like, I mean, this is. When people say they don't like J. Cole, I just don't understand. It makes no You're not a real, I really, if you're not a J. Cole fan, a Kendrick Lamar fan, no shade to you, but a Drake fan, I don't know how you could really like hip hop like that because (laughs) they're actually rapping. Like, you saw J. Cole, he put a beat, he took five seconds and spit like 18, I don't, I don't count, but. <laughs> Not you don't count. He, like all these bars, like I was sitting there like. My man, I could tell that he really snapped, but like, I just miss, I just miss when like dudes could just like rap, like right. rap. Not, uh, she on my dick. Right. Like, I mean, granted, you know, that music's fun for like the club or whatever, yeah. but we ain't been in a club in a year. So like. Right. Can <laughs> we hear some real shit? Please. Can y'all rap? I don't get it. For the love of God. I don't understand why he keeps dressing like a homeless man though, but. I just want to understand what's he, going on with this hair. Does he own a suit? or? I mean, he doesn't really need to be in a suit, though. Like, or, like, maybe, like, jeans? He be in jeans. No. He really be in, like, champion sweatpants, guild and sweatpants and oh, stuff. Oh, no. I, th- I mean, I think he's... Listen, he doesn't need to. He's got a lot of money, you know, and he started his label or whatever. You know, I'm going to stop talking shit because we want to be signed to Dreamville. I so. definitely want to be signed to Dreamville. Never mind. Whenever you start your media side, you know. You look great, J. Cole. <laughs> <laughs> Would love to just, you know, be the first podcast you sign, you know. Wait, I mean, we're going to do that. Right. We're, we're going to do that. We are based in North Carolina. We are literally in my living room right now. That is in North Carolina. So that'd be dope. We get signed to Dreamville. Have J Cole on here. Airy Lennox. The rest of the team. Listen, I am changing. Uh, listen, I will actually absolutely turn into a brand new person. You know how people be like, you know what? You changed. Like, yeah, I'm a brand new bitch. And did like yes, I just have. I'm, first of all, we signed to Dreamville. I have interviewed J Cole and Ari Lennox. Like, there's nothing you can say to me. There's nothing you can say to me. Seriously. Get your broke ass out. <laughs> that must be how Chloe and Hallie felt when they got like, you know, like, oh, like, oh, you talking about Beyonce? Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I was texting her earlier. I'm right. Like, so. So. And I get it. <laughs> like, brand new. Like, oh, you're just now hearing her new music? Oh. No. We heard yeah. it a year ago. A year ago. You're she, late. When we were in her video. Because she texts us and asked us to be in it. Ketchup, mustards. You know what I mean? Wait, what? You get it? <laughs> Ketchup. <laughs> mustards. You've heard that one I'm before. I'm so proud of you. You've heard that one before. No. I think we should just start the show. Okay. All right. Oh, my God. You've heard that one before. I've never heard that one before. You're killing me. I'm sorry. Hey, guys. Hey, what is happening? What up? What up? Ooh, what a week. We a day late, but not a dollar short. Yeah. That was my fault. You know, I booked the wrong flight coming back from spending time with my mother for Mother's Day. Forgive her for wanting to spend time with her mom. <laughs> the nerve of me. The audacity. Y'all will be all right. 
Um, but yes, episode 14 in the building. Yes. I'm your girl, Sierra T. I'm your girl, Sherelle B. And this is Head Wraps and Lipsticks, the podcast. Where we wrap the culture up in color. Yes. All that. Ma'am. Yes. First, I want to say thank you guys so much to everybody who like tuned in for our live show. Yes. That was so much fun, sis. It was. Like, and the giveaways were bomb if you missed it. Like, it's the replay is on the channel. Listen, technical difficulties. Yeah, we're still getting used okay. to this whole we're on YouTube subscribers type situation. So, right. You know. But the content was still good. It was. The right. show was great. Mm-hmm. We had so great. much fun. So, shout out to all the winners or whatnot. Yeah. Um, we'll be reaching out to y'all soon, if not already. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Thank you guys so much for an amazing five years. We're going to just... Keep it moving. Float, float, float on. And with that being said, sis, okay, what can't you wrap your head around? All right, I can't wrap my head around Jocelyn Hernandez being mad because somebody coughed. I'm not doing that. What? Okay, so, <laughs> so Jocelyn Hernandez has this whole, um, <clears throat> she has this show on Zeus. Yeah, it's like some cabaret. I guess she's training them to be strippers. That's what I. That's what I was assuming. Or they're like already strippers, and they're just trying to like get to like yeah. top level stripper. Yeah, yeah. And, you know that's cool. Sure. Everybody needs training. Mm-hmm. And there was a clip floating around on Twitter. Um, this girl, I guess she had beef with this girl, and while Jocelyn <laughs> is kind of reprimanding this girl, she starts coughing because she's choking on some water, and Jocelyn runs up on her and was like, "Who you coughing at?" What? Like, girl. It, is that necessary, though? It's not. It's not. And she really should be ashamed of herself. Like, it, it's really not that serious. Here we go. And one of the closest partners of the network. <laughs> Who you coughing at? Oh, shit. Who you coughing at? When I was talking, she started coughing. Bitch, like I'm some type of fucking germ. Bitch, I know you ain't coughing at me, ho. Pussy ass bitch, you can't be coughing at me, disrespectful ass bitch. She rolled up on her like that. Like you can literally tell that she was choking on water. Like you saw, I know you saw her drinking water. Like who you coughing at? Because I'm some like I'm a what girl. What, what are you, you talking about? What are you talking about? And I, I really just it was just <clears throat> unnecessary. I know it's reality TV, but if you watch Love and Hip Hop and you know Jocelyn Hernandez, that's not it's not above her character to do something like that. So not at all, ma'am. No, ma'am. No, can't wrap my head around it. So. It's not that deep. It really was not that deep. Clearing. So couldn't wrap my head around that at all. It was mm. like, okay. That was weird. Anyways, what about you, sis? Okay. Um, so as stated, Mother's Day was this past weekend, and I had a great time with my mother. Um, but you know what I was thinking about? I couldn't wrap my head around. Like, you know what? I think men have a point in terms of going out on dates that cost too much money. Mm. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> and I only say this because I love my mother. And now I'm, I don't have no problem dropping no amounts of money on her. But if, if like, even if I was a woman who was into dating other women, women, like, I could not do it. Like, you bitches are expensive. Like, yo, women are expensive. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yo, like, do men have to go through this all the time? Yeah. Like, I, th- I feel like. It was kind of like like a like a I don't know if culture shock is like the right term to use, but it definitely was like an eye opening moment. Like, yo, this is a wild. Like, yeah. I, I mean, granted, I do think that men should. Right. <laughs> no, I know. What you're okay, saying. I, I mean, I do think that men should like if they want to date women that they should pay for the date, you know, but. At some point, somewhere something has to give in terms of, and that's not even like, oh, the woman should be having sex with the man if he is paying for the date, but like, like, girls, you going to go half on this or what? Yeah, like after a while, it's like, okay, like, can you be like, oh, I got this, you know what I'm saying? Like, especially if he's being consistent and stuff like that. So yeah, I get it. I was, I was really kind of, I was like, yo, I could never date women because y'all are just too expensive. Like, that is just like. Yeah, women are too expensive, and that—that that was my takeaway from this Mother's Day weekend. Even though we had a great time, we saw Arnez J. He was really funny. Arnez J. Yes, he's still performing, girl. That's what's up. Yes, yes, that's he was, what's up. He was very, very, very funny. So, yeah. yeah, but yes, women are expensive. I didn't realize how how expensive women were until mm-hmm. this Mother's Day. I get it. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> I really do. I was like, ooh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> noted. <laughs> I get it. I'm just like, I don't know. Too much. <laughs> Way too much. And I get it. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. Especially if you have a mom, like my mom, like, you know, it's Mother's Day. It's Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. Ma'am, we're aware. Mm-hmm. Like, she'd be like, so, and then, like, it's two. Who's paying for this? Uh. <laughs> I just asked, you know what I'm saying? Like, can you just get, like, we went to the gas station. Like, can you get me some? Who's paying for it? It's Mother's Day. I mean, points were made though. I just asked you to get me a big, a big QT. It's, it's ninety nine cents. It's Mother's it's Day. It's ninety nine. It's also Mother's Day. It's also Mother's Day. Mom should not come out of pocket on Mother's Day. Not even for ninety nine cents. <laughs> like I'll cash up you the dollar seven. Like okay, mm-hmm. and no her should be like okay, do you- it. You know you can get, if you go to QT if you get the cup you give and water the water is free you just pay for the cup and also if you want water from QT if you take your own water bottle the water is free oh I didn't know that mm-hmm. interesting yes okay. <laughs> so that's what's up all right my sister had something that she couldn't wrap her head around too yes and she wanted everybody to hear you know what what she, what she couldn't wrap her head around so real quick this is what she had to say. Okay, what I can't wrap my head around this week is the game movie Greenland. Mm. If you have not heard of the movie Greenland, it is a new movie um, that just came to, like, you know, like, on demand and shit like that. We watched it on HBO Max. It's a movie with Gerard Butler, and it's, like, a disaster, like, natural disaster-type movie, you know, kind of like 2012 or the day after tomorrow. But, bitch, this shit was the most intense, traumatic-ass movie I have ever watched in my life. Okay, Sherelle and Sierra know that I'm a big conspiracy theorist person. Like, I'm into conspiracy theories. And this movie really blew my damn mind. I don't know if it was because I was, you know, um, 
partaking in some, you know, recreational uh, <laughs> activities, whatever. But that just made the movie more intensified. But I'm going to watch it again sober or, like, normal. And I'm going to see if it's really you know, as traumatic. But I really think it is. Like, I don't think it's going to be anything different. Because, you know, that movie was just, it was just a lot. I cried three times. Um, I had nightmares. It was just a lot going on, and the conspiracy theorist in me is really was really going insane because if you watch the movie, you know, and you've seen the conspiracy theory that I've seen, I really think that something like this could actually happen, and that actually scares the shit out of me. So that is what I can't wrap my head around. I think they should remove that movie from all streaming platforms because oh. it's traumatic as fuck. That's all I have to say. Okay, wait. I wasn't expecting her to take that type of twist at the end. I'm not even, like, honestly, it, it is a very traumatic type of, like, you're like, wait a minute. What? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, it is a... <laughs> I recommend that anybody watch it. It's one of those, like, first of all, it gets right to the point. Um, It gets right to the point. Like, you already know something's about to go down. And, uh, yeah, it is traumatic. Is it more traumatic than Queen and Slim? Yes. Wow. But Wow. But it was very, um, it, but in a different type of way. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, Queen and Slim was like, are y'all for real? Yeah. Are you dead serious? That movie was traumatic as hell. It was disappointing. Like the movie was disappointing. This movie used at the end, like, oh no, oh like, no, no, I I need to do some research. Wow, wow. You know what? We might have to incorporate that. I really enjoyed that just now. Like maybe we have someone come in, like comment, like you know, leave us a voice note. Okay. Every other week, you know, about what they. Ooh, I like that. I like that. So if you want to try it, like leave hey. us a leave us a voice note for next week about something you can't wrap your head around. New segment alert you can hey. you can put it in our um you can leave voice notes on um instagram yeah yes yes yeah yep. yes in our instagram dms leave us leave us a voice note let us know what you can't wrap your head around for next week I you know it. it gotta be something good it do don't come up here that blah. i can't believe you know sierra doesn't like martin like you've been new we've been new since the first episode of this of the show nobody can believe it <laughs> believe it nobody can believe that. Is this ripley's believe it or not it makes no sense it, yeah. it makes no sense anyway <laughs> Are you ready to get into the show, sis? Girl, I am ready to get into the show. We have a, a very lengthy list. Because mm. um, these, these po okay, politics, mm -hmm. it's a lot happening. Yeah. Um, I'm going to let my sis take it away with the first thing. Um, we were talking about free Palestine. Yes. And um, so, it's a lot. Um, I don't know if you guys know, but there's been like this huge... Like, um, and it's it's new for us, but I'm sure it's been going on for a little bit of a while, but mm -hmm. everybody's talking about free Palestine and a lot of people don't even know myself included. I didn't really understand like what we were trying to free Palestine from. Yeah. And I thought I was thinking more of like, oh, is it a religious thing or whatever? So I found this thread on Twitter of this young lady who I think it's a young lady unless it's a guy. Right. Where their Instagram is at key 48 return where they did a full like 10 screen page or whatever um description just like explaining like what mm -hmm. this is about so and just like to like kind of like give you a synopsis of what it is it's like um they're not fighting about religion it says they're not fighting is israelis are the oppressors and palestinians are the oppressed and the situation is about anything but religion before the creation of israel only 73 years ago Palestinian Christian Jews and Muslims all peacefully coexisted in Palestine. The, Pal the Palestinian Christian community is the oldest Christian community in the world. 
Um, there are also Palestinian Jews, like the uh, the Samaritans who reside in, in Nablus. Both are oppressed by mm-hmm. Israel. The point is making the suffering of Palestinians seem like a religious conflict when it's not. Okay. So they're trying to make it look like it's a, a religious issue, but it's not. So they're, this is what they're fighting for. There is no fighting. There is only Israeli colonization, ethnic cleansing, military occupation, and apartheid. apartheid. I can never say that word. Apartheid. Apartheid. Mm -hmm. Thank you. When I say Israel, I'm referring to a group of people, a group of settlers who are colonizing Palestine. Oh, Right, right, right. It says... Ah, okay. So it says... So Israel isn't a country. They are actually a settler colony. Settler settler colonialism is a form of colonialism that seeks to replace the native population of the colonized land with a new society of settlers. Sounds familiar. Yes. This is what Israel is to Palestine. Israel is trying to colonize Palestine. Oh, Um, okay. But the reason we're hearing about this is because, like, how are they able to do that to Palestine? It says it's because they have the support of other settler co- colonies like the United States, Australia, Canada, and support from former colonial powers like the UK, mm-hmm. France, Belgium, and others. For them to call out, like so for the US to call out um, mm-hmm. Israel, they would have to start to answer questions about their own existence, about oh. reparations and justice for the people that they've colonized. Okay. So okay. Okay. So Israel tends to spread misinformation about its own short settler colonial existence in order to conceal the reality on the ground. It's a lot easier to, to disassociate yourself from a situation that has been wrongfully minimized to a religious conflict happening since the beginning mm. of time. So, yeah. Um, very interesting. Very much so. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, this is like a, a never-ending type situation almost. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And I do think that Israel not being a country and trying to colonize Palestine is insane to me. And, you know, we talk about, you know, racism and ethnic, I mean, ethnic cleansing. Yeah, that's, that's, hmm. You know, trying to, I I mean, I heard that like a lot of the, um, like even for Easter this, um, was it a couple months ago, like the Palestinians and like the Palestinian Christians weren't allowed to pray. Oh my God! Because of what, because of what's going on, um, going on right now. So wow. yeah, free Palestine. I would definitely suggest like you know you guys to look up more about it because like I said, like I just thought it was a religious thing, but clearly it's way more. Yeah. It's way more than just like a, mm-hmm. a religious thing. It's about like the rights of people, no matter what they what religion they practice. So, Trash. and I'm almost certain it's probably like the more the darker you are, the more. Mm-hmm. the worst mm-hmm. the more the brunt of the issue that you're getting mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. um definitely free palestine for sure wow and um yeah look up look up into it you know but this person who drew these cartoons like it was i think it was like a nice way to like yeah. really break it down dumb it down for those Genius. who are like yeah so shout out to key 48 return on instagram okay super dope wow yeah that and i i think it's good that like you know because a lot of people are i'm seeing a lot of people talking about their protesting and it's just this hashtag and i think a lot of people and I'm, I'm not saying that you that you don't, but I think it's important to make sure that you're educating yourself on what you're even, you know, tweeting about or talking about. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It was like, oh, yeah, free house. But I, we don't even know what it really is. So just make sure you're educating yourself, mm-hmm. um, you know, on these hashtags before you just dive into the trend. You right. know what I'm saying? Because um, eventually somebody's going to ask you about it. And if you don't, because somebody might ask you like, hey, what is that about? And you can be like, oh, 
something I saw on Twitter. Like, but what do you, you what know you, what I mean? Right, and what are you, you really tweeting about? Right, can you explain? Yeah. So. Yeah, make it make sense. Yep. <sighs> All right, sis, what do we have next? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so <laughs> over here in the United States. <laughs> um, It's a lot going on. It's really a lot. Actually, I'm going to keep it international real quick. Okay. So um, if you guys didn't know, the Tokyo Olympics is supposed to happen. Um, but with everything going on, they made an announcement a couple of days ago saying that they are banning the use of hashtag Black Lives Matter. Um, and it's been a real, a real uproar because it's almost like because of it's in Tokyo, people are like, so does that also include hashtag stop agent hate? Does that also include hashtag, um, um, I'm thinking of, um, women's, women's rights. What am I thinking of? Um. Oh me God. too. Yes. Hashtag me too. Like, you know, say like if you're if you're gonna ban one hashtag, you need to ban them all. But um when it comes to the the Olympics is about ath- you know, athletics. So you have a lot of these American athletes that are gonna go over it, especially those in the uh NBA mm-hmm. or the NBA, even some well enough in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um that are going to go over there, you know, tennis players that have been over here making serious statements. Now you want them to go over there and compete. And you're telling me I can't even do something and, and, and talk about something that is, is very important to me that should be raised on a global scale. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't, it doesn't really look good in the wake of everything that's been going on. So, um, hopefully they'll make some changes, um, before things happen. Right. I don't know. I don't like, uh, I don't like that. I don't like it I don't at all. I like it. Like, I, I like everything you said, like, I agree. Like, if, if we can't talk about, if we can't, you know, wear hashtag Black Lives Matter, then make it across the board. Like, no, yeah. nobody, like, that's, that's not, that's, I just want to see you wearing your country's colors. That's it. Yeah. I mean, okay. I mean, but and that's if, fine. Even if I have Black Lives Matter in red, white, and blue, like, you know what I mean? If that's, they need to do some loopholes because there's going to be ways for people to go around that. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you didn't say I couldn't wear. The hashtag you just said you, you know what I'm saying? This, just get like a whole hashtag Black Lives exactly. Matter tattoo on your you oh, oh that would be so hard. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You didn't say that I couldn't wear it. You know, it's just different yeah. ways. There's loopholes get around it. So, mm-hmm. uh, but personally, I just think that they should just change it. Like yeah. that's like that shouldn't be the focus. And the it's focus. just weird that they pointing us out. Right. That's what everybody's saying. It was like so, especially in the wake of hashtag Stop Asian Hate. Mm-hmm. You gonna sit here and say that we can't say hashtag Black Lives Matter? Hmm. But okay, oh, so now hmm. back to the United States, um, <laughs> which is a mess in itself. Mm-hmm. I was telling says these governors, these states are are, are bugging. Um, so I'm, I'm gonna keep it real brief because this list this 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 list is lengthy. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna start from Alabama and work our way up, right? <laughs> oh my god! No, honestly, if you look oh like that's exactly what's happening here. Yeah. Um. So. In Alabama, you know, we talked about the governor um, a lot. So uh, the governor, uh, Governor Kay Ivey, announced earliest week that uh, that the state is going to end all participation in federal pandemic unemployment programs starting on June 19th. So if you are an Alabama listener and you were trying to get um, unemployment um, due to the coronavirus and you can't work, your luck is going to be cut out starting June 19th. You might as well just, you got to do something. Damn. Um, so here are the four programs that are eliminated. It includes federal pandemic 
Unemployment compensation was provided an additional $300 weekly payment to recipients. Pandemic unemployment assistance, which provides benefits to the self-employed, gig workers, and part-time workers. Pandemic emergency unemployment compensation was provided an extension of benefits once regular benefits have been exhausted. And mixed earner unemployment compensation was provided an additional $100 benefit to certain people with mixed earnings. Her reasoning is that because businesses in the state are seeing a labor shortage. Now that's a whole nother topic right there. Right. But you know what? It's decisions like these that keep Alabama at the bottom. Yeah. I I, I, I never have anything good to say about that state. Honestly. Y'all are, y'all just like, y'all insist on fucking the, the residents of that state over and it makes no Says to me, every possible way that they can fuck you over in Alabama, they're doing it. Honestly. You're getting fucked in Alabama. Get out of there. <laughs> this And this is what she said. She said, as Alabama as Alabama's economy continues its recovery, we are hearing from more and more business owners and employers that it is increasingly difficult to find workers to fill available jobs, even though job openings are abundant. People aren't coming to work because they don't feel safe. You're not providing any type of safety for them in the middle of a parallelogram. It doesn't make any sense. You cannot expect people to come to work when you're not, especially in that state where you're not requiring them to wear masks. You don't want them to wash hands. You add a sanitizer. You don't want to do shit for them. You're not even really paying them and you expect them to come to work and catch COVID and die. And with no benefits. Right. Why would anybody want to come work for you, player? Y'all think it's a game out here in these streets, and I don't understand. Like, I I don't know. Like, it, like Jesus needs to go and visit Alabama and have a conversation. A serious conversation. With that whole state, because I don't understand what the politicians are trying to do to that state, but it's not working. Whatever the plan is, it's not working. It, it's, it's a lot. Unfortunately, it is a lot of the southern states um, that they, they're, I mean, the South is all about big business, which is weird because you would really think it's more so in the North where like a lot of these corporations and stuff like that are headquartered. Mm -hmm. But in the South, it's all about big business. On one hand, it makes sense because the economy is not as booming as it is in the Northern States, the Northeastern States, let me say that. Mm -hmm. Um, But you have to put people, you have to put things in place in order for people to feel safe or to even appeal for them to even want to go to work. I mean, it's really that simple. So you're going to take all this stuff away from them and then say, Oh yeah, um, but we, we need you to go to work. That doesn't make any sense. How, see. It makes no sense. They're just way too worried about the economy for me. Is it, and it doesn't sit right with me. It's, mm-hmm. just, it's not working. Like, you guys have to pay these people more. You guys have the worst health care, some of the worst education. Right. Like, it's just not adding up. Like, Yeah. But you worried about, mm, girl. Alabama is the ghetto. 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 The politicians are the ghetto. Ghetto. (sighs) Moving right up along the East Coast, Southeast Coast. Now we're going to make a stop in Georgia, uh, where our not-so-favorite governor, uh, Brian Kemp, has uh, has also... uh, Okay. So what he did... I just... I can't. I just... I can't. This man... Okay. So Governor Kemp actually... um, he signed a bill, he signed a new law that's legalizing college athletes getting endorsements, right? So, of course, everybody was like, oh, okay, that's kind of cool. These college kids need money. Mm. No, it's not that simple. Um, so, Governor Kemp signed the state's new bill regulating athletes' names, images, and likeness rights on Thursday. 
basically, um, now their schools can take a significant cut of that money if they want. Okay. Um, it's, it's ridiculous. He held a, he held a signing ceremony at the university of Georgia with a bulldog background, um, in the athletic department's recruiting lounge. It's, it's pretty disgusting. You said they could take like up to 70% of their. Yep. This is, um, the bill that they signed allows schools across the state. And this is just in Georgia across the state. Um, to take up to 75% of the athlete's endorsement income. That cut would be deposited into a pool for all athletes at the school and then redistributed upon athletes' graduations. Like, That's messed up. And they broke it down. So, like, if the University of Georgia decided to implement the provision, so and that's a key thing, so... It's it's up to the school. The school's like, okay, yeah, we want to do this. It's not mandatory, but mm. if they want to do this, this it can happen. Um, if the University of Georgia decided to implement the provision and take 70% of each athlete's endorsements to redistribute, a player like JT Daniels would only make $30,000 on a $100,000 endorsement agreement. Right. Exactly. Um, you're giving, if so, <laughs> if we were to go to, you know, we go to North Carolina, no, I'm not, I'm not gonna put North Carolina a into this. If we were going to Morehouse, you know what I'm saying? And we're athletes and we get a major deal with Nike. This school can take this money, only take 75% of it and give it out to everybody else while they're wearing my name. You, it's ridiculous. It's not fair. But again, this is all about the economy. Yo, that's really messed up. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, it's so it's looking like it's one of many states that moved ahead with the law allowing college um, athletes to get endorsements. So it's not just Georgia. Yeah. He's just the newest one. Um, yeah. Yo, I would be so hot. I would be so hot if that happened to me, yo. Like, yeah. I'm out here. You wasn't with me in the gym at all. You wasn't with me shooting in the gym. And now these bench warmers, a towel boy, the assistant coach's assistant, uh, is making money off of my name. Cause Nike decided to give me $500,000. Cause I'm out here bringing people to the game. I just find it really interesting how like mm. these schools like go through all this, this, you know, to, to rec- they recruit some, of, some students from some of the worst parts in the country. Mm-hmm. And then like, you can't even let them. First of all, we have to go through all this hoopla to get them to be able to get endorsements and deals. Right. And now you're telling me that you're gonna take seventy percent of the money that they get. Some of these boys are literally paying for that. They are literally doing this for their whole family, the whole, the whole fa- family. family. And whole if, family. And if you think that thirty thousand dollars out of a hundred thousand dollars can take care of a whole family. You're out of your fucking mind. But you know what? It's almost like the movie industry with this other new law that Georgia just signed, and all the you know all the movies that were being filmed in Georgia was like, oh no, we're gonna go elsewhere. Yeah, it's only a matter of time. Oh, so of these student athletes that y'all out here recruiting, as soon as they find out that you can take seventy five percent, best believe they gonna go to another school. So you're again, it's like you were talking about with the economy. It's not helping the economy. You're at, you're hurting people. You are hurting people. The, then what you gonna do when ain't no athletes coming to the to the little raggedy ass bulldogs? Like what you gonna do then? What you gonna do? What you gonna do? What you gonna do? 
you out here trying to recruit the next LeBron James, and they like, mm-hmm. right? No, we're gonna go to you know school in South Carolina or Texas or California or anywhere else that does not have this law. I just think this is so messed up. Like it's funky. It's real funky. I just hate that. I hate <sighs> it. Moving on up. Now we're in South Carolina, right? Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> mm. So South Carolina governor, um, he decided to add a firing squad uh, to the new execution methods. Um, and when I say execution, I'm talking about people who get the death penalty, right? So last week, South Carolina House voted uh, to add a firing squad to the state's execution method amid a lack of lethal injection drugs a measurement to jumpstart executions in a state that once had one of the busiest busiest death chambers in the nation. In South Carolina? In South Carolina. I'm actually surprised. I would have thought that went to Texas. Uh, yeah. No, yeah, you're, yeah. Um, this was approved. Um, it required condemned inmates to choose. To choose. <laughs> to choose. Hey, dog. Um, how you want to die? You want lethal injection? What you want to do? How you? Or you want me to shoot you? You know what? Yeah. How you? What you want me to do? Um. So yeah, they either choose being shot or electrocuted if lethal if lethal injection drugs aren't available. The state is one of only nine to still use electric chair and will become only the fourth to allow a firing squad. They actually executed a death row inmate uh ten years ago on Thursday. That was the last time they executed somebody. Uh, and this is Governor uh, Henry McMaster. I mean, his last name is McMaster. Why is this at the helm? Wow. South Carolina really has other things it could be worrying about right mm-hmm. now. I don't understand why this is so important. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. We're out of drugs. We need to figure out another way to kill people. What? We need to figure this out. So let's... And so, like, my dad was kind of explaining it to me exactly what that does because I didn't know. It's basically, like, it's a, a bunch of people that get together. It's almost like Russian roulette. Yeah. Get together, and it's, one of these guns has a bullet. Shut up. Yes. It's not just somebody coming there and just, One of these guns has a bullet. You know what I was thinking? Like, let's say the camera is the person, and it's, like, six or seven of us, and we're all just... I don't like it. Like, I don't like it. It... What? Not you worried about education, these kids getting back to school and things like that. You worried about how you going to kill people. That are already in jail. They already in jail. You know, I'm not even going to get on on the death penalty. I'm not. I just, I, I'm not. Because it just, it, I, I've, okay, fine. I always have thought the death penalty was unnecessary. Mm. I, I don't, I just, I, I personally just feel like if you do something so bad, just rot your ass in jail. Seriously. Rot in jail. People be like, you're going away for life. Life. You're not getting out. You're, you're not going anywhere. You are only going to have one hour out of that cell for the rest of your life because you decided to do something horrible. I don't know if I agree with that. I don't I think, like, in terms of, like, okay, let's talk about the shooting that was in Charleston. Yeah. He should get the death penalty. I do think that. So I think in terms of situations like that, like, the, I know the guys from Columbine, they killed themselves, right? They killed themselves, But, yeah. like, if they, if they, like, were still alive, I think they all deserve the death penalty. If, you're, if you've done a mass shooting, I think you deserve 
don't know. I, <laughs> I I'm sounding very Republican like right now. No, I don't, no, I don't think I don't think you are. I don't think you are. I think it's I don't think you are. I think it makes sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just feel like I think the best punishment is sit your ass. Mm-hmm. You were never gonna see anybody ever again, except for the inmates. You're never gonna see anybody again. Mm-hmm. You're gonna be able to. I feel like the death penalty is the easy way out. No, you're gonna sit there mm-hmm. and think about all those those nine people that you slaughtered during uh, during a Bible study. You're gonna sit there and you're gonna think about all those kids you shot up because you was mad at a test. You're gonna sit there and think about all the people that you killed just because you felt like hopping in the trunk of a car and shooting a bullet through the hole. You're gonna sit there and think about it, and it's gonna haunt you for the rest of your life. That's a, I feel like that's the best punishment because a lot of people go to jail, they get rehabilitated. Oh my God, you know, I feel, oh, well, you still murdered nine people and I'm going to make sure that you remember it. <laughs> that is true. That, yeah. you know, that, like, I think I brought this up again, but even that killer, the killer who did, like, did all them killings at the Cecil Hotel, that guy, that, that guy, yeah. he died from cancer. He died from cancer. And like at like the age of sixty something, so he got to live way longer to me in my mind mm-hmm. than he deserved to. Like he was raping women, like yeah. breaking into people's like women's apartments and raping and killing them and stuff. And I was like, to me, I was like, no, like kill that mother. <laughs> like that's that, but that's just me. Like you know, like I. <sighs> it it uh, mm, that mm. yeah, that's a different one <laughs> for sure, it. for sure. I don't get it. I really don't get it. All right, um, sis. What we got next? Um, so North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying. I thought I had a. Um, All I have is a screenshot. Yeah, and that's what I have too. So North Carolina. I'll send it to you. I don't know what I got it. Oh, okay. They're bugging. So it's a new law. Um, basically, pretty much giving rapists a loophole. This is wild to me. That's basically what's happening. Um. Yeah, North Carolina sexual assault laws under scrutiny. Once sex, once sex act has begun, you cannot withdraw consent. State lawmakers considering bill that would change criteria for consent. I don't know if we need to go to Raleigh, have a personal meeting with Governor Cooper. Cause no, this ain't it. What the fuck are you talking about? Once sex sex act has begun, you cannot withdraw consent. So if you are being penetrated and you say, no, actually I don't want to do this. They can keep going. They can keep going according to law here in North Carolina. And ladies just keep the gun under your pillow at night. If you're going to do that. That's this is crazy to me. I don't even know what else to say. Cause keep, like keep a gun or a knife or something, just in case you gotta defend yourself. Yeah, cause you when know, you're telling a, uh, someone to stop. Yeah, like you know what? Never mind. I, you know, I thought I wanted this. I don't like. Cause you know niggas be like, oh, what am I supposed to do? Figure it out. And I did my hand purposely Put on that. Put it away. Figure it out now. Put it away now. But I'm out of here. So you can do what you need to do. Pornhub, tastyblacks.com. Do something. Put your penis away. Tuck it in your pants. I don't know. But just get off me. Again, North Carolina. I'm with you. Like, how do these conversations get started? 
What is happening? What happens to these senators, representatives, lawmakers at night when they go home? You know what? Are they raping their wives? Or, well, or they doing this similar situation? Because I'm like, what, what, what? How do you start this conversation? Like, oh, you know what? I really don't think that somebody should be able to tell somebody to stop after they've already entered inside this them. This definitely feels very like men, like a male wrote this, right? Like, would, like a, this is a like see. like a man wrote this, right? Like a man had to write this bill. I don't, but I don't know because sometimes I'm like them. Yeah, these, them women these, Republicans. Some of these, some of these, <laughs> some of these southern, these southern. Mm-hmm. <laughs> These southern bells or whatever, yeah. they be on some other shit. I was but gonna no. say white, but some of them is black too. This, but if it, it's giving male energy anyway, because it, it feels like a, like I mean, I'm already inside. Like what's up? Like that's what it gives. Me. That's what it's giving me. You know what I'm saying? And no, like a no is a no is a no. I'm getting mad. Mm-mm. Um, Mm-mm. I'm getting mad. Mm-mm. Um. Like what the I fuck? Know, what? A okay. No is a no. Listen, uh-huh. you can try that shit if you want to, but I'm gonna stab in your ass. You gonna get got. Period. Okay. I don't know what else you want me to do. You can consent to these stab wounds now, since Period. you don't want to like consent to this bullet because yes. you don't want to. Okay, like right. if I got, <laughs> I have the right. Draco. I have the right. Back up. Period. I have the right to bust the cap in your ass. Okay, back up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bye. Mm-hmm. All right, call me. Bye. No, yeah. bye. Mm-mm-mm. Anyways, <laughs> moving back up the East Coast. We're almost done, I swear. Um, we're going to head to Chicago, kind of, mm-hmm. or D.C., kind of. So it looks like Biden is picking former uh, Chicago mayor uh, Rahm Emanuel as a U.S. ambassador to Japan. And he doesn't have the best um track record he really does not mm-hmm. um he really does not and just to kind of give you a piece like why i thought this like why we thought this was important um i saw a um jamal bauman who is a u.s house represent a uh, candidate um in new york he said this and i thought it was really interesting he said black lives matter can't just be a slogan it has to be reflected in our actions as a government and as a people Rewarding Rahm Emanuel's cover-up of Laquan McDonald's murder with an ambassadorship is not an is not an act that reflects the value of or I'm sorry. Ambassadorship is not an act that reflects a value of or respect for black lives. I mean period. Period. Uh I thought that was Yeah. I mean, how he gonna be an, a U.S. ambassador to Japan? He, he can't even be a good ambassador to people in his own state. That like, you can't even stand up for the people in. The, you can't even do right by the people. Yeah. In your state, and yet you want to be the U.S. ambassador to Japan. He literally served as a congressman for Illinois between uh, 03 and 09, um, and he was mayor of Chicago from uh, 2011 to 2019. He opted out to run for a third mayoral term, of course, because of the harsh criticism of how he handled. Uh, Laquan McDonald's uh, police shooting um, in 2014. So, yeah. Hopefully, uh, President Biden will see that and be like, eh, you know, hopefully he'll listen. I feel like Joe Biden, he does kind of listen to what some of his constituents say. So, hopefully, I, 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 don't hope, I hope the ink is not dry yet on that because I, I agree. I don't think that's cool. Um, no, it's not. It's really not. Um, also... 
moving. I guess we'll stay in D.C. So, yeah, Black Lives Matter. Remember that big yellow Black Lives Matter mural thing? thing, Yeah, Yeah, that was leading to um, the White House. The White House. It's going to be removed. Well, it's already been removed. Okay. It's already been removed. Um, And they are stating that it uh, it says, in fact, right now we're undergoing a process. So they're going to, what they're saying is that they're going to reinstall it, right? They're going to put it back. But this is a quote from. So why are you touching it in the first place? (laughs) Like, it says. (laughs) I'm just saying. No, no. Okay. They said it was removed because Pepco or whoever had to do some. Okay. Mayor Muriel, mm-hmm. she said, um, the iconic letters were, temporary, were temporarily erased during Pepco's construction work on the street and will return permanently. Mm-hmm. In fact, right now we're undergoing a process to make the installation more permanent and with lighting and landscaping and all the things that you expect in an iconic art installation. To install this piece of art with a very affirming message that not only our residents needed to hear, but people around the world needed to hear as well. Hmm. Um, I was telling sis before the show, I don't think they're going to put the words back on the street. I think they're going to probably put some, you know, maybe I think they're going to do like some abstract yeah. art stuff like on the sidewalks or whatever, but I don't think they're going to put, I will be, I will be shocked if they, I'm not opposed to them putting it on the sidewalks and stuff like that. Like, I mean, cause if that's, I mean, then people will really see, it, especially in DC, like in mm-hmm. cars, ain't paying attention to that. Yeah. And if you're going to do it, get rid of that ugly ass paint. Like that, like why, why you chose that? I mean, it does stand out. Like if you look at the white shot, like it, can we do something? Another color? It does stand out though. It does stand out. Oh but I, 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 I will be shocked if they put it back down on, on the uh, street. Like, I don't mm. think, I don't think that they will. Well, I guess we want to just go to DC. Mm, um, whenever, but they don't have a date for when it'll be back up. Oh, okay. So, all right. Also in DC, um, Republicans is real wishy washy. Of course, uh, they are actually ousting um, Senator Liz Cheney, who is the Republican representative of the state of Wyoming. <laughs> um, her peeps is ousting her because she uh, pretty much said that. Trump lied about the whole election thing. Like, which everybody already knew. Yep. You know what I'm saying? She was like, yeah, no, like, I'm not about to back y'all. This man lost. It is what it is. And I'm going to do everything in my power to get him to not be reelected. Um, so, yeah, uh, she said her leadership, um, she continues to challenge former President Donald Trump's over his false claim that the presidential election was stolen. Um, several GOP members spoke up to minimize the actions of pro-Rump of pro-Trump writers, of course, on uh, January 6th. Um, yeah. So basically her people was like, yeah, no, we don't like you. Get out of our party if you're not, you know, you're not down with the get down. So she was like, okay. So we'll see what happens with that. Child, Republicans are headed to a hell in a handbasket. Fast. Yeah. Well, this is from Representative Lance Gooden of good old Texas. It's official. Liz Cheney has been fired from House leadership, and I was proud to vote against her. Okay, sis. Like these are her people. These are her people, and I love how she was wearing a blue suit while she was talking to the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's hell of a. That's a hell of a statement. Honestly, she was like, "Oh, okay, yeah." I'm <laughs> she said, she said I, ch- "I chose cuz over blood." Ba- basically, basically. So, <laughs> um, and then last but not least, uh, hope y'all got gas. <laughs> The entire East Coast. Girl. Girl. 
so the colonial po- pipeline, which I I did, I don't know nothing about this stuff. Okay, so I'm gonna say <laughs> I don't know nothing about this. I just know there ain't no gas. Okay, that's all I know. North Carolina ain't got no gas, and we don't got no chicken supremes from Bojangles. We are not okay. We're not doing well. Send your prayers up for North Carolina right now. Be okay without some damn chicken supremes. Y'all will be fine. They're not that great. Let's be honest. So let me talk to you about this pipeline. I'm <laughs> sorry. They just. That's the only reason people are going to Bojangles, because we're not going for the chicken. Oh. I mean, I don't. In the Bowberry Biscuits. Ooh, I could use one of them. Yeah. Go so, ahead, read your thing. Yeah, so apparently there was a ransomware attack last week that kind of forced the entire system offline. Like last week. Um, when she was causing a delay and people getting their gas and things like that. So there's a gas shortage. Um, apparently, you know, it's looking like, and this is the media's fault. I'm blaming the media on this wholeheartedly because mm-hmm. the media was like, there's a shortage on gas. And people was like, oh my God, how am I going to get it from point A to point B? People that have gas, there's a lot going, gas is gas. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. People have been doing the most. And then in the very next breath, hey, don't panic. They're fixing it. Everybody calm down. So it looks like they're going to, um... Uh, the Colonial Pipeline is actually going to be restarted, but they're saying that the supply chain will return uh, to normal for a few days, not weeks. So probably sometime next week or the week after, gas will be back to normal. Everybody just relax. Um, but um, so a majority of the five, uh, five hundred. It's okay. Take your time. 5,500 mile pipeline, which supplies around half of the East Coast fuel has been offline since Friday. Um, so yeah. So let's see, what is what does it say? The East Coast. So apparently it's from like from Jersey to about Georgia. I think it was a little when the map I saw maybe it, yeah, More than that? yeah, maybe. So I think yeah. it was a little bit lower than that. It's it's a lot going on. So yeah, seventy one percent of Charlotte's gas stations were out of gas as of Wednesday afternoon. Seventy one percent. So if you was thinking about going to go see your sneaky link. Listen, you better uh Hold out. Um, yeah. Hold out. Literally. Did you get gas? Oh, I was good. I'm good. I tapped, I, t- I went to go tap, uh, top off. Like, I had, like, you know, I was mm-hmm. almost at a, I was like, let me just make it full. I spent, like, $12. Yeah. You know. I did see in Lake Norman that they were charging $9.99 a gallon. Lake Norman. Mm. It's already expensive out there. Yes, it is. So. Nope. No, thank you. I think that was it. Yeah, is that it for uh, politics? That's that's enough. Yes, yes. Totally, politics was crazy this week. Mm-hmm. Bizarre, crazy, bizarre, crazy, deranged. Oh, but you know what? Like um, this entertainment section ain't too much better. Honestly, <laughs> very ghetto. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and start it off, girl. There was a new statue, um, revealed in Rockefeller Center in New York City. 20-foot-5 stall statue unveiled in New York City uh, to honor African culture. That's it. Just African culture. Why? Like, um, First of all, who's African culture? Nigeria. Right. Ethiopia. Egypt. It was just like, you know what? We will just take the whole country and put it all in this one statue. Um, yes. Very typical of New York City. It's almost like the Statue of Liberty. You're going to drop some shit off. Yes. Hey, put this right here real quick. We want to hear because yeah. it represents everything. Um, I believe the statue is called Art, uh, it's called Oracle, um, and it was made by African American artist Sanford Biggers. Okay. Um, I do not like the way this statue looks. 
I don't know what about it, but I don't like it. I'm not crazy about it. But that's not even the wild part, right? Don't tell me it's not James Baldwin because that's James Baldwin. It does look like James Baldwin. I'll put a picture up or whatever so you guys can see it. But that's not even the wild part. Here it is. So, <sighs> Girl. In the coming weeks, Oracle, which is the name of the statue, will also begin to live up to its name with the launch of an interactive component allowing viewers to consult the sculpture about their future after activating a QR code. The sculpture will be voiced by various celebrities, according to Biggers, although he declined to name names. Visitors will be able to ask the Oracle anything they want, and if the Oracle is in, they'll get a live response from that day's celebrity. They'll respond as an Oracle would, Biggers said, in mysterious, poetic vagaries, which will hopefully be, if not helpful, at least mystifying. Um, so teabag sayings in the thing. I'm just like, it's giving me very much like magical Negro vibes and I don't like it. <laughs> Why does the statue need to come with like, you know, like, no, what? You know what it's giving me like, oh, like, oh yeah, like, you know, blacks always are, have his healing power. Yeah. like So let me, about? let me go ask the Oracle, uh, you know, what? I just think it's weird, and I don't like it. Yeah. Why does it need to have a voice to go along with right. it? Right, why can't it just be a statue? And that's it. But I just, okay. Like now we need Miss Cleo and the statue? Like, what What do you, and then you talk about celebrity, what? I, what are you talking about? This, I just don't like it. I think it is, I don't like it. Like, who is this for? Yeah, no, that's, <laughs> okay. Um... What? <laughs> Who is this for? Seriously. I'm confused. Um, okay. Yes. So, uh, there's that. Um, what? I don't like it. I don't like it. Um, but here's some good news. Felicia Rashad uh, is now going to be the Dean of College of Arts at Howard University. That is very, very exciting. I'm about to go back to school. Wow. Wow. That'd be kind of cool. So I'm wondering, like, what kind of programs and stuff or whatever she'll try to instill. I know. That should be interesting, right? And that's like, she's an alum Mm. of Howard, so that's even doper. Oh, shoot. She is. Mm -hmm. Yep. Super cool. Super duper cool. Um, What else is cool is the Rock and Roll Roll Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of your fave uh, artists are going to be initiated into the Hall of Fame, and that includes uh, Jay-Z, LL Cool J, uh, Tina Turner. Who else? Um, that's a lot. Oh, the Foo Fighters. Oh. The Beth, the Beth, the Beth. Cool. Um, uh, let's see. The Go-Go's, uh, Carol King, Todd Rundgren, whoever that is, Clarence Avant, Billy Preston, uh, Randy Rose, Craftwork. Oh, Gil Scott Heron, mm. um, which I feel like is way overdue. Mm-hmm. And then Charlie Patton. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be sometime in October um, in Cleveland, Ohio. So, yeah. I just don't understand why it's called Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. Why can't it just be like Music Hall of Fame or something? Yeah. Well, Rock and Roll does sound kind of cooler than Music Hall of Fame. No, but they're adding all kinds of music. Tina Tina Turner, yeah. well, she did did do much. Yeah, kinda, yeah, kinda. 
But they added like Tina Marie one year, and she not rock at all. So like, I feel like it should be like different, like Hall of Fames per. You know what I'm saying? Like if it's the, you know, like hip hop Hall of Fame. Yeah. You know what I mean? Soul Hall of something. Yeah. I don't know. Like it should be broken down. By but like it. rock and roll is like the like the Hall of Fame of yeah. Hall of Fames. Yeah. So like the Foo Fighters, they're rock and roll. Like, yes. You know, that's, for sure. You know what I mean? And rock and roll is not even a popping category right now. Damn. Is it? Damn. It's not. All right. Uh, what else is not popping is NBC is saying they're not airing the Golden Globes. It's a wrap for that. <laughs> they're done. They're done. Um, so basically, uh, the Hollywood Foreign Press, you know how all the actors get up there at the Golden Globes and they recognize, you know, they always say, you know, thank you, Hollywood Foreign uh, Press. Well, it revealed that they actually have zero black members. Damn. So it's interesting when you're giving awards to Viola Davis, Daniel Kaluuya, uh, Regina King, and all these other amazing black uh, artists, and there's nobody. But who's shocked here? Yeah. Are we really shocked? I'm not. You know what I mean? No, I'm not shocked. Yep. So. Um, Damn. Not cute. So I don't know how we're going to watch. I mean, watch somebody like Fox or somebody pick it up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't know. I mean, they're thinking about like trying to increase the uh, the membership of that up to fifty percent. Is like, are they gonna diversify it though? Is it gonna be like fifty percent white and fifty percent black? Because then we're gonna have an issue of whether it's not Asians and it's not Latino. So like, you... ah, yo, oh my god. I mean, seriously, Hollywood still be so behind sometimes. It's crazy to me. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? For people to be so progressive and want so much mm-hmm. out of Hollywood, y'all are so behind that it just makes no sense. And it makes sense as to why we just keep getting all these black trauma. Let me tell you something real quick. I meant to say this mm-hmm. last, was it last week? So, you know, um, the movie that won the Oscar, Joey Badass, he was in Two Distant Strangers. It's a short film on Netflix. I heard about it, yes. Is it another trauma movie? It is extremely traumatic, and I really, I, I'm happy for Joey Badass that mm-hmm. he got this type of, you know, visibility. I just wish it was in a different way. Damn. If you watch this short film, it's only like 30 minutes, I warn you, from start to finish, it is just straight trauma. And in my opinion, it's very unnecessary. Mm. And it makes sense as to... I mean, the the ending of the movie, great. I just, there's other ways to get the message across that black people are being murdered in the street by police. There's just other ways to do it. We don't need to see actors like Joey Badass and everybody else being killed by fake police when we're literally witnessing it in our backyards every day. It's just unnecessary. So when you see stories like the Hollywood Foreign Press not having any black members, it just, it everything makes sense now. Everything makes sense because if there was black people in the Hollywood foreign uh, foreign press, they'd be like, you know what? I don't really. Why does this need an award? Y'all only and I'm. I, I, this is not belittling the art of two distant strangers, but it only won an Oscar because of what's going on in the world. Like seriously, black trauma is so fascinating to people who are not black. Right. Then it's like, oh my god, that was a touching and gripping telling right. story. Like. This is my life right now. You watch some movie written by a white man or a white woman, and then all of a sudden you were ally. Like this, this is somebody. These are real life. This is like real life. Like these are. This is happening in real life, yo. Like, I can't. how many more times do you need? This is why I will never watch Queen and Slim again. 
because I really felt like, just how you feel, I really felt like, and she didn't feel this way, I, you know, I listened to her interview, but she felt like, well, we don't get, we don't get away with it in real life, but this is a movie, and I think we owe it to our people to 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 give them a chance to escape. If you want real life, then do a documentary. Period. Don't don't do a fictional movie and then make it to resonate real life. So her her point was like she was like, well, you know, like the mothers of the movement, like they still have to live with that. They still have to live with this. Then, right. So if they still have to live with it, why do they want to go to a movie and see Daniel Kaluuya and Jody? Um, uh, Turner Joe Smith. Forster. Yeah, I was about to say Jody Foster. Yeah. See them getting killed. You know what I'm saying? And then being um. And then being memorialized, uh, memorialized, and then being, uh, you know, taken advantage of by another black man. Like, come on, man. I really, and a lot of artists feel like this, but I really do feel like, especially like in terms of being like black, and this might be a reach, whatever. But I do feel like in our art, we do have a responsibility to make art that does not traumatize us. It is our responsibility to do so because we see it every day. And I think when you don't take the proper precautions and steps to write stories that are just for us to escape, then you do us a disservice because we are already experiencing shit every fucking every day. day. It is your job as a writer, creator, whoever, to make sure that you are writing stories that are engaging, that show a different type of light that we haven't seen. And it's also something that I'm noticing in a lot of young adult books. When I go and look at books, that all the stories are like, oh, well, you know, her friend got killed by that cop. I'm like, God God, damn, our fucking children can't even get away from from this shit. Like, miss me with it. Enough. Miss me with that. Enough. So, yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to break. Because I was just like... I'm here with you. Are you serious? (sighs) <sighs> Anyways, because mm-hmm. I know there's like two big stories that we need to get to. Um, yes. So whatever y'all not serious, also uh, rapper Mulatto changed her name to Big Lotto. Um, I'm going to say this. Y'all bullied that girl into changing her name, and um, I think y'all are trash for it. Um, I really do. Cause I was trying to figure out why. So I know, and, uh, the source kind of put it into, I thought it was really, uh, mm-hmm. really interesting. So she kind of put it in a song that she's going to be changing her name. Um, and she said something about, um, so basically over the years, uh, big Lotta has received major criticism of the offensive history of the name. Historically, the term mulatto is used to describe the first generation offspring of a black person and a white person and has a dark history that dates back to slavery. Okay. Yes. Yes. So is she a biracial? Yes. Okay. I'm just trying to figure out who she was offending. If that's if that's what mulatto means. And she wants to use that term. Yeah. I'm I'm really confused as to I'm not going to get too deep into this mm-hmm. cuz I'm not even going to go there. But y'all mm. literally bullied this girl. And, and it's crazy because in the song, she was like, y'all ain't bullied. They bullied you, sis. And to ch- you should have kept your name as Mulatto. Because Big Lotto just means that. Now you just. Yeah. Big Mulatto. It's the same thing. It still means. It's still. And it's not. If you're half black and half white. It's one thing if you was a white girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. They'd be like, what are you doing? Iggy Azalea was calling herself Mulatto or, you know. But if you if your mother is white and your father is black, I don't understand what's wrong with her name being mulatto. She's biracial. Y'all need to shut the fuck up. Like I'm sorry. Like I'm just I'm tired of people doing this. I'm tired of it because it's like 
that goes back to slavery. Yes. A lot of things. Because a lot of slave masters were having sex with the black slaves and made biracial children. They did. AKA the Halle Berry's of the world, the Risha Keys of the world, the Mariah Carey. So she's no different than half the ones y'all already celebrate. So I'm trying to figure this out. They was just mad about it. It was, it was offending them. Her name, her, her stage name was offending them. So she changed it. Anyways, I don't even know any of her songs. So. I like that one song. Um, I'm that uh, mm-hmm. something something trill ass bitch from the south. Oh, that's her. I do enjoy oh, that song. Okay, okay. I like that song. That's a fun song. Yeah, but uh, okay. There's no need for y'all to bully that girl. It wasn't necessary. <sighs> um, Ellen DeGeneres uh, will be canceling her show uh, in 2020 after 19 seasons. She said that the show is no longer challenging. And that's why she's canceling the show, not because of all the rumors. Um, but a lot of us was like, mm, really, though? She's not wrong about the whole not being challenging, though. Everybody named Mother getting a tall show now. Yeah. Drew Barrymore, Kelly Clarkson. Who gives a shit? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't watched the Ellen show in years. So. Oh. oh. But, I mean, I'm, I mean, most people were like, I don't, most people were like, you know, like, oh, She's probably canceling because you know the room, all the rumors and stuff that it came out about her almost about a year ago at this point. Yeah, about her being basically an asshole. So her still her show's been on for nineteen years. I think twenty years is enough. I think it's enough to cut. But I, I'm agreeing with her about the challenge. Everybody named Mother getting a talk show. So. And she's always also I heard she already still do that Ellen Game of Games thing. So I think she'll Which be good. Amazing. So. You watch that show? No. Game of Games? No. It's really fun. I want to go on it. I don't watch TV. You don't. You don't. I don't watch TV. She's a stream girl. I'm a TV girl. <laughs> stream it, stream it. I still it, believe in it. ABC, NBC, CBS. Now, yeah. if they want to sign us, I believe in it. Oh, I'm, wow. a, I'm a firm believer. This is very true. ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox, mm. shit, FX, TNT, TBS. It's almost amazing how Fox has shows like Star and Empire on it. You know what I mean? But I think they're just like two separate entities, though. It just makes, it makes no sense mm-hmm. to me. Um... All right, we got two big stories. Everybody has been talking about them, and you know what? So are we. <laughs> um, and you can say mad. Um, first things first, I pop up Uncle Phil. Freaks All the Honeys. Oh, so, oh. wow. Okay. We, well, you know okay, yes. It worked. It worked okay, way. Okay. <laughs> sure. Ah. Sure. Sure. Clearly, I am the old head here on the show. Because I definitely called it Biggie. And I am really hyped about this J. Cole album coming out on Friday. <laughs> I am really excited about J. Cole. That, oh, went, that went two different ways. Oh, that's funny. Um, True. But I'll start with what came down. <laughs> that was crazy just now. Um, Portia Williams. Now, I do not watch The Real Housewives of Atlanta, do you? I don't. Uh, my mom watches that garbage. Um, and we were talking about that. And we were just trying, you know, I was trying to get all the pieces of the story so that she could explain it to me. Because, like I said, I do not watch it. Um, But Portia Williams posted on Mother's Day a picture with her new man who happens to be the ex-husband of a friend who was also on the show of Real Housewives of Atlanta Mm -hmm. named Fallon. Yeah. Um, I took a screenshot of the post because just in case she like took it down or whatever. Yeah. Um, 
So it's a picture of her and this man. Mm-hmm. I don't, I forget, oh, his name is Simon. Yeah. Simon G, something like that. Um, and the caption says, our relationship began a month ago. Yes, Yes, we are crazy in love. I know it's fast, but we are living life each day to its fullest. I choose happiness every morning and every night, tuning out all negative energy and only focused on positive wishes. He makes me so happy, and to me, that is what matters most. For all of you that need facts, I get the optics, but Simon filed for a divorce from a previous marriage in January. I had nothing to do with their divorce filing. That's between the two of them. Fallon and I are not friends, and Simon's divorce has been settled our relationship is a positive, loving step forward in every in everybody's lives. Simon and Dennis are committed to being respectful and supportive of my happiness in Who's this situation. So Dennis is her ex-husband and her baby father. Oh, okay. Um, she was just saying, yeah, Simon and Dennis are committed to being respectful and supportive of my happiness in this situation, as well as being the best co-parents as they can be to baby PJ. Um... Now, on the show, uh, Portia has been to Fallon's house. Mm -hmm. They've hung out together. So it's just kind of shocking for her to be like, oh, we're not friends because they were friends. Um, Now, I don't know if something happened in between them getting divorced and her being, well, clearly, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Anyway, the whole internet was like, this is a mess and has been roasting Portia ever since. I mean, what do you think? I think that pe- I think people need to stop. Dra- I th- it does look messy. I do think people need to stop dragging her because we just don't know the back end of this situation, especially with her ex friend Fallon. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they could have been divorced a long time ago. She could have gave her the blessing. It just it just looks messy. Well, Fallon unfollowed her on Instagram. It also could just be part of the new, because again, reality TV, it's very ironic that they just had their reunion. Now this comes out, what, two days later. Also, Portia Williams just signed a huge deal to have like a spinoff of the show. Like, sis is getting the bag. Um, So I'm not mad at her at that, uh, but it it just doesn't look bad you dating your friend's ex-husband that you've probably been around you know, it looks bad. It looks really bad. I want y'all to also stop dragging Gabrielle Union and Alicia Keys into every situation that has to do with other people's marriages. First of all, that that little line that came down, I didn't know. I didn't know that Gabrielle said to like, Who, where, where where is the proof that she said that? I don't know, but if she did, that's some tough shit. Where is the proof that she said that? <laughs> that's my thing. Y'all just going on Microsoft Word and putting this big big in big letters that she said that. You don't know that. <laughs> Alicia Keys definitely stole Swiss Beast, though. I am. I, I, I don't think she did. I feel like she did. <laughs> I feel like she did. But did she really steal him? It was that easy? Well, there you go. I mean, my dad says that all the time. Like, if she, it, like, you know, it's like, oh my God, my man stole your girl. Was she really a girl? If your man's could steal her that easy, then she wasn't yours to begin with, and vice versa. Points was made. It shouldn't. It shouldn't be that easy. Points were you know I mean? made. So that's just how I feel. How stop dragging it. We are gonna get into the lip service question soon because yeah. it kind of goes with that, right? But um. But before that, the news, the hot news of the day, is that Joe Budden from the Joe Budden podcast has officially fired Rory and Maul, who are his two co-hosts on the show. Now. 
I don't know if we covered this, but Rory and Maul had like walked off of like they weren't like they were going for like two, three weeks, right? Yeah. They were going two, three weeks already. Then they had came back and they did like a three hour episode. Yeah. I guess I guess already long as shit. Kissing and oh child. Like so they did like a three hour episode kissing and making up. <laughs> and then um this came today and I sent this to Sherelle of him sitting in the studio. Oh I got it. You got it? I do. I I do. It looks it looks crazy. It like looks a mess. Joe is a like a narc. Yeah, I, I don't even understand. Uh, okay, here we go. He still feels like he has choices and options. He feels like he's entitled to more. Rory, you are in breach of your contract, and from this point forward, you are fired, and you're not welcome back. Does anybody in here have a problem that I'm the person that has to say that? No. No, no joke. Mo, I'm the person that has to say that. The goal of you to think that you are observing the way that I am, to think that I have to come to you about a problem I have with another man. We have things sorely mistaken around here. That's not ego and arrogance. It's realism. Dude. So I have something here that just kind of like give context because I don't listen to the show. And I, to be honest with you, I think the Joe Budden podcast is nothing but the Joe Rogan podcast for blacks. Shit. Um, <laughs> truly and honestly. Um, but here's something. So somebody wrote this and please forgive all the... Uh, terms and whatnot. A hood nigga wrote this, okay? Uh, so I'll do my best. So it says, Rory wanted ownership when a Spotify deal came up. Joe said no. Rory wanted to get paid from YouTube. Joe said no. Rory wanted to know the details of the Spotify deal. Joe said no. Joe called Rory entitled for wanting to know the basics of the business. This nigga sick. <laughs> That's what it says. Joe called Rory um, no, Joe said Rory isn't allowed to question him because he has final say in everything. Joe said Rory tried to audit the JBP and he removed him from Patreon. Joe said Maul wanted an audit of the finances and Joe said no. Um, Joe pretty much called Rory and, Mile, and Maul overpaid bozos who overplayed their hands. Um... <laughs> Um, and, and, and it was saying like academics, DJ academics mm, basically mm, said the same thing. He did. Um, so let's see. It says this mother effort joke was going on. Passionate Spotify rants for 20 effing episodes with Rory and Mal nodding along and they didn't even know the details of the own deal. This is crazy. These mother effers discussed the Megan Thee Stallion contract issues and didn't even know their right. own paperwork. Right. These niggas is hypocrites. <laughs> This is the wildest episode ever, and Joe is just trying to control the narrative and paint Rory and Mal as greedy and selfish for wanting to make sure the business was up to bar par. Joe is effing crazy. Ian and Parks on this B being yes men bragging about not being under contracts too, bro. Like what the f? Oh, still listening. Joe said he'd sue Rory and Mal pants off if they try to start a podcast too soon. Contractually, they have to wait a full year to start a new podcast. Get me out of here. You mean to tell... Okay, 
first, you know where they first went wrong? Naming the show the Joe, Joe Budden Prime Podcast. Podcast. Right? 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 Like, why isn't y'all names on the show too? If not, y'all could have been like, I don't, y'all could have came up with a name, you know, three niggas on the couch podcast or whatever. <laughs> like, y'all could have figured out a name. But having him as the leader in <laughs> this, seriously. This is why Joe is so arrogant and he feels like he can talk to Roy and Mal any type of way. Any type of way, talking all crazy. And this is why when Roy and Mal are trying to like check him, like, yo, oh, I wanna know this, I wanna know that. Joe's like, no, stay in your place. Like First of all, my thing is like, don't tell me that Joe is controlling everything at a that show's been we just celebrated five years. That show's been was on way before we started Headrats and Lipsy. Mm-hmm. So don't tell me y'all don't have accountants, managers. Are you serious? Are y'all the is Joe the only one handling everything on that show? That is insane. And that he has the power to fire you, niggas. Yeah, that's insane. That is insane. Especially if the Joe Bunnan podcast is on Patreon. Right? Yes. It's on Patreon. That's right, because it's not on Spotify mm-hmm. no more. Right. It's on Patreon. So Patreon is paying him. So you, and had to been paying Rory and Maul. So you're telling how does Joe even have the power to fire these two dudes? Mm-hmm. Seriously. Like, let's be very honest here. And if you and are you telling me that you had like n- as soon as hmm, the first time Joe told me that it's none of my business, I wouldn't went and got me a lawyer. I'm getting a lawyer, a manager. He's looking at all my contracts, making sure everything is legit mm-hmm. because there'd be no way. There's no way. So how how are y'all getting paid? How are y'all getting paid? I have so like I really were y'all not getting paid for this and y'all were on tour with this nigga. This is crazy That's to me. Crazy. Sis. This is crazy to me. That's not gonna happen here. That would be like either one of us trying to try, fire each other. Like this is the brand. This is, this is it. This is it. <laughs> that is crazy this to is me. It. And but I, Joe, but in that in in that regard. He's smart because he's like he called this the Joe Button podcast. Yes. You see, these two dudes have been nowhere around, nope. and no, and his podcast is just running like clockwork. He got Damn. some other old forty year old geezers on the couch to sitting with him now, and things are just going like nothing happened. Damn, yo, this is crazy. That is insane. That is so nasty, yo. But that's so nasty. It is. It, 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 he looked insane sitting on that couch talking to... <laughs> He's actually pointing. Yo, mall. Yo! Nobody's sitting there, Nobody's bro. Nobody's there, bro. And to the people that's behind the camera, behind the lights, that's actually... I would, hey, hey, yo, dog, stop talking to empty seats, yo. Stop. Stop doing that. You sound like a narcissist. Is there not a floor director? Look at the camera. Stop looking at these empty... The fact that you had their seats sitting there... That's crazy. Typical Jersey nigga. Pumped up for no reason. Ah, pump, pump, pump it up. And I, and I, I did see a lot of people on social media, a lot of men that were, you know, you you have you have Joe Budden fans and you have the Joe Budden podcast fans. It's mm-hmm. two different things. You know what I'm saying? Joe Budden, the rapper, the artist. Yes, okay. But uh, and like you know, what's it called? Love and hip hop and all that stuff like mm-hmm. that. That's one thing. Now Joe Budden, the podcast is a different situation. So for people that are actually defending him, like. Y'all are ridiculous. Yeah. Y'all really should be, y'all, you, you're ridiculous. You know what I mean? So I, I, 
this is so nasty. Crazy. That is just so, that is like so nasty, yo. Like to just be like, no, you can't see this. No, you can't see it. Like, and and then I don't know who wrote that. That, that yeah, me neither. Because I mean, for y'all to sit here and say that they can't start a podcast for a year. First of all, how do you know that? Who wrote that? I think, no, I think he said, no, he said that, like, there's an audio clip of him saying, like, he actually, like, I will sue you because you, he said it, like, you cannot start a podcast for in a year. But I wouldn't even trust that. Like, who is the lawyer? Where are the contracts that says, that says that? So nasty. Because if that if you can't start a podcast, I wonder if it's the same with interviews. Because you already know they probably going to be in a breakfast club by the end of the week. Damn, you think so? Hell yeah. Because Charlemagne's been saying it. DJ, I know DJ Academics is over there like, oh. <laughs> now niggas want to listen to the cornball. Oh, okay. Damn. And rightfully so. He's still a cornball, but oh, he said sure. this a couple years ago. Like, mm. Damn. He said it. Damn. He said it from his game chair. He said it. <laughs> I didn't say it from his game chair. I'm just saying. Yo, this is crazy. That was so nasty, though. Like, I just couldn't get over how nasty that was. It was unnecessary. That was nasty. That's I was nasty. Like, really, dude? That is nasty. Mm-mm. <sighs> Very ghetto. So, yeah. Mm, 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 mm. All right. Well, it is time for the lip service question. Oh, that's so. Oh, that, my God. It's so nasty. It's nasty. I can't. It's nasty. I can't. Um, where can I find it? I got it. Up. Okay, all right. So we were talking about Portia mm-hmm. Williams from the Real Housewives of Outside Texas. I was like, "Yo, this is a good question," because I was getting annoyed by people really coming for Portia. And y'all got your own. We need to look in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So lip service question was: Have you ever dated, talked to somebody that you knew you shouldn't have been dealing with? How to turn out for you? And uh, y'all had some time. Mm-hmm. So Taylor Naomi said yes, and still am. You know what? Transparency. Love it. Yeah. Surprisingly, it's working and we laid out all expectations and terms, but I want out because I'm outside this summer. Oh. <laughs> I don't see the problem. I mean, I get it. Especially ain't no commitment here. You're right. Like, right. Okay. So Um Soul Train Company, what up? Hey. Um, he said, Yep, and the sex was fire. But <laughs> Sir, please. But I knew it wouldn't last because she was crazy. Well, the sex was fire. And that's how it normally works, right? Mm-hmm. Well. Um, uh, Miss Century, hey Joy Boo. Hey girl. She said, Yep, once upon a time he was a good friend. Let's just say we're no longer friends. Mm. Uh Vixer 88, hey Vic. Uh she said, Cha, yep, and thankfully only lasted three months. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Ooh. Um, and ended with him getting another woman pregnant. God Ooh, blocked it. Jesus Christ. Mm. Insta Shoemaker. Ha, huh, I like the name. Yes, this guy, th- yes, this guy, all of my friends told me to watch out for. I thought I was being slick and decided to start seeing him and keep it on the hush-hush. Girl, haven't we all? Um, that boy did me dirty, and I cried for almost a year after. Oh, oh my, God. my God. And my friends left every time, I am sure, because they told me not to do it. Oh, girl, I'm sorry. They did tell you not to do it. Um, and then uh, Nerdy and Nadia. Hey, boo. Uh, she said, of course, and it was disastrous. Um, oh, actually, I think Davina left me one, too. Oh, she did? Yeah. Um, so Davina said, what'd she say? Oh, um, yep, he was still married, and it ended with me leaving. Wow. Mm. Okay. All right. All right now. Okay, girl. So, all right, sis. 
The question remains, mm, have you ever talked, dated to somebody you knew you shouldn't have been dealing with? Girl. How in, did it turn out? In college, you could have just called me a clown. Damn. I was talking to this guy for like a year, and he was a narcissist. He never took accountability. He was never wrong. And I just kept talking to this guy. He's a Gemini? He was a Capricorn. <laughs> he was a Capricorn. He was a Capricorn. And he never took accountability. Mm. Ever. Ever. And you know what? I was talking to Naomi because she had brought him up to me recently. Because I had been following him on social media. Yeah. And do you know this nigga follow me on social media again? <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> But it was bad. Like it was like we had a really bad break, like breakup or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he ended up giving some other, some other girl pregnant. Yes. And then like one time I was doing like like some type of campaign or something that we were going. We were in Sweets E. Yeah. Oh. And we were like going campaigning and like handing out fly, flyers or whatever. Me and my friend Nikki. And we knocked on this one door and it was the other girl that he was now talking to. And he slammed the door in our face. Girl. <laughs> oh yes. Oh no no no. It was it, it was definitely a rap after that. So yes, yes I have, and never again. <laughs> Clown shit. Wow. Yes. Wow. Yes. Mm. How about you, sis? Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> um, a few times, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, we um, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> um. <laughs> um yeah, we just we just should not have been talking to each other. It was almost like I mean, and I'm talking about like years. Mm-hmm. We were dealing with each other for years, and uh, yeah, he's now married. Uh, I'm doing me, he's doing him, but like it just was not. It just wasn't. Uh, you know, sheesh. Yeah, and co- college too. Um, you know, maybe one or two I shouldn't have been talking to. Mm-hmm. And uh, not that it ended badly, it was just like my friends were kind of similar to you know what Good Sis said. It was like we we told you not to deal with him, so like nobody want to hear your tears, like right. And honestly, you need friends like that sometimes. It's like you expect us to look like yeah, Absolutely. you can cry in a car, but like <laughs> like period. We, we told you not to deal with him, so right. Now um, I don't want to hear that. I'm pretty sure it goes for guys too. I know some guys like yeah, you shouldn't be messing with that girl, like. And dudes be like, whatever. Yeah. But she bad, though. But the sex fire. Right. Soul Train Company. Mm. So- <laughs> Shout out to Kicking Shit Podcast. Ah. We really like that podcast. We do. <laughs> we love you so much. Like, um, <laughs> So, yeah. Oof. The point was to don't judge Portia. Take a look in the mirror. Everyone has made mistakes. I mean, this is what her third engagement for? No, she been. This is her, like, well, maybe it is her third engagement because she's been married twice because she was married to Cordell. Oh. Then she was married to that. You know what? I don't know. That's a lot. She's been doing a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. But, you know, her last baby daddy, her last husband was worth $4 million, but this new guy worth $10 million. So, who am I? Clearly, she got up tight. <laughs> I mean, go big or go home, right? I mean, if you're going to... I mean, if you're going to go, if you're going to do it... Do it. Do it. Yeah. Just, and she got her own money too, so it's like yeah. it's not like she not like she needs it. Right. She got real housewives now. She about to get her own show. Mm-hmm. Child. But um, yeah, that is it mm. for this week's episode. Thank you guys so much for watching. Um, 
please follow us on all of our social medias. We are on Twitter at Head Rep Pod. We're on Instagram at Head Rep and Lipsticks. Check out our Facebook page, Head Rep and Lipsticks, the podcast, where we have, um, no, go to our website, yes. www.headrepsandlipsticks.com, mm-hmm. where we have t-shirts and crewnecks that are for sale but not on sale. Um, and you can listen to all of our episodes there. But if not, you can listen to us on other places. But first, we are trying to start our own studio. So if you would like to... Um, Send us some money. The GoFundMe link is in the description box below. Or if you don't mess with GoFundMe, like mm, I don't trust it, you can send us our uh, money to our cash app at dollar sign head rep pod. Yes. Um, but yeah, we're on uh, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Our Heart Radio, and YouTube. Uh, no one left us a review again. Uh, really, t- you know, you know, I'm just like I don't even know anymore. Like, What's your problem? What is the deal, you know, because if you leave a review and you leave five stars, we read it on the air. Um, and you don't have to leave it in Apple, you know. I mean, I know a lot of y'all have like a Spotify or whatever. Yeah, go to the YouTube channel right quick, write in the comments, like, comment. like, I F with this show, five stars. That's it, that is all you have to say. It's Just, not that hard, it's not that hard, it's all we're asking. you know. It's very simple. So, um, like yeah, okay. all right, sis. Shout out to the TikTok. We are now over 2,000 followers on TikTok. Ah, 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 let's go. Like, that's exciting. We've been on TikTok, what, a couple, a month? Uh, that sounds about right, actually. We have to make a TikTok after this, too, because people are requesting who our top 20 white boys are. Oh! So we have to do a reply TikTok. Yes. So we'll do that that's afterwards. That's exciting. So follow us on TikTok. It's at uh, Head Wraps and Lipsticks. Yes. That is exciting. Yeah. I love it. They fuck with us on TikTok. Matt Heavy. Ah. Honestly. Ah. That's what's up. <laughs> I love it. So, yeah. All right, sis. Okay. What's your joke? I got a joke. All right. Hold on. Who sent this to me? Oh, nobody sent this to me. I just found it. Okay. Why can't basketball players go on vacation? Something about traveling. Oh. What is it? Because they they can't travel. Yeah, I knew it. Oh. Yeah. Well, oh. Yeah. Well, that sucks. Sorry to bust your bubble. Bye, y'all. Bye. See ya. Mm-hmm. Have a good week. See what you did here? <laughs> Very ghetto. I'm going to give her two next week. No. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Sean J, send me two. Sean Jay's done around here. <laughs> He's done in these streets, okay? <laughs> he can never tweet me ever again. It's done for him. Oh, snap. Bye, y'all. <laughs> <laughs>